Hello love, before we get into today's episode, if you want even more glittery goodness bang for your buck, well then you need to head to glitterball.plus where you can subscribe for just $7 a month. You'll get first listen access to all your Glitterball favourites, ad-free listening, as well as exclusive podcasts just for Glitterball Plus subscribers. You can head to glitterball.plus today to get all that and more for just $7 a month. Let's get into today's show. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have you got your snacks? Quick, quick, get back to your seat. It's time for us to meet another seven queens and see them do their talent. Intermission's over, and it's time for Talent the Rumix. That's right. It's another week, and we're meeting another seven queens. Are you ready to do this all over again? From Glitterball, this is Drag Race Time Machine. Another week and it's time to meet another gaggle of drag queens. Ah yes, it's talent time, the Rumix, and another seven queens are being put through their paces, showing us their best talent, or so they say, in hopes of impressing RuPaul and the judges and making the best first impression on the world. So... This episode, we meet those seven queens, and some are a hit and some are a miss. Some are just a miss. Okay, I can't even sugarcoat it. And someone goes home yet again. Someone's been told to pack his shit and get out. We don't want you. And let's just say this week, we also cover some in real life drag race drama but we'll get to that eventually before we get started this podcast contains if you haven't seen the second episode of drag race head over to whatever streaming platform you use and go and watch it now and come back and listen i don't want to ruin things for you and while we're here it's worth noting all my opinions are just based on the edit we are seeing it is not hate towards queens themselves although we are going to talk some real life actions in this episode so or alleged actions so brace yourself for that but these are just my opinions and any statements are alleged so hold on to your hats and tucks and let's get on with the episode don't send hate to anyone okay it's just drag just just calm down all right time to get some bitches into the workroom and our first queen we meet is georges looking like somebody 
let Serena Cha-Cha back into the room? <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, Georges, I hate to say it, but you're looking a little Serena-y here, love. Look, it's Serena with a glow up. I actually really love this look, but I was like, hmm. Mmm, that hair is giving me Serena flashbacks and I don't know how I feel about that right now. Or you could look at it as Ariana Grande goes to a Mexican bull wrangling competition and decides that she wants to be the uh, giant red flag. <laughs> okay, all kidding aside as I try and stop my laughter. I Look, I like Georges' entrance. I, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about them as a queen just yet, but we'll get to their talent soon enough. Let's keep the introduction train rolling and meet our next queen. In what looks like Stedford wife trying to be high fashion, but kind of just shredding their outfit instead, it's Daisha Sky. Look, <laughs> I'm probably being a little harsh on the fashion this episode, okay? Look, some of these looks just let me down. I had expectations and they let me down. But uh, on a serious note, Deja enters the workroom and has a nice little introduction with Georges. They come across well in their introduction. There's not really much to report here. So let's keep it pushing. Following Deja is James Charles. Oh, 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 wait, I'm sorry. I mean, Jasmine Kennedy. Entering the room looking like a love child between James Charles and Alyssa Edwards. Look, all kidding aside, this look is cute. Doesn't wow me. It kind of looks like it had been gathering dust at the back of a cupboard for a while. And don't get me started on that wig because it doesn't hold up well in the mini challenge. And if you're wondering whether we'll talk about the mini challenge this week, no, we won't. You'll have to head over to the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash glitterball. Ding. And subscribe where you will find bonus content from this week's drag race that doesn't make the main cut hot takes uh as soon as each episode airs in australia and much more so head over there and support the glittery journey if you want that kind of thing but back to james charles i mean jasmine kennedy um look reasonable entrance i find them just as annoying out of drag as i do in drag i know i'm probably being a bit harsh here but i'm sorry that my critique of just hearing white noise stands from the Meet the Queens. I'm just like, no, you can you can go home early, please. Actually, spoiler alert. Well, not really. I kind of wish they might have gone home this week, but we'll get to why later on. Up next is the queen that's got everybody talking. It's Maddie Morphosis. In possibly the most hysterical entrance look of this entire episode looking like a drag version of Guy Fieri. Look, I... It's bold to do this look, but I'm also like, eh? If that makes sense. Like, it is bold, but I'm also... I'm not wowed. I was more wowed by her promo look than I was this. I'm like, okay. I mean, at least you've got range, I guess. Uh, It's also very interesting that they kind of brush over Maddie's straightness in this introduction as well. Uh, But we'll get to how that unfolds in this episode a little later on as well. Let's hit the introduction train a-rolling. Next into the room is possibly the most polished queen of this entire bunch, 
and just a delight, Angeria. Coming in looking like something out of a Disney film, like she's just gone and taken Mary Poppins' job. And I am, I am here for it. Delightful from the moment she steps into the room. I love her so, so much. And she has a really lovely interaction with all the queens. And then we keep, keep it pushing. We are sort of whipping through this because I want to get to the talent portion. So if you want a bit more of a detailed breakdown, head over to you know where. Next into the room, and I, I'm really excited to say this, is Lady Camden. And guess what? I was wrong. Look, it's not often I will take pleasure in being wrong, but I am really excited and happy to be wrong about Lady Camden. This entrance look is so much fun. I I am so on board for this kind of 90s pop princess spice girl of it all drag. I am really here for it. I wish we'd seen a little bit more of this in the promo. I understand that they have a brief to meet, but I'm like, this is cool. This I'm here for. So this was really fun. She has a lovely little entrance moment um, and, and I'm here for it. And lucky last or potentially unlucky uh, is our last queen of the bunch and arguably the most forgettable of them all. It's Diabetti. Oh, sorry. I meant to say Crystal Method 2.0. Uh, sorry, all joking aside, look, Diabetti comes in in this very David Bowie-esque hair, looking like some kind of Disney villain. I, I, um, I don't even really know how to describe this look. It's, it's, it's nice, but I'm like, eh. And I'm sorry, when I look at her face, all I see is Crystal Method. I don't, it's not as if it's Crystal Method's face done in a unique way, you know, like it's not, there's a minor resemblance because they're family. It's literally like she's just gone and stamped it. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. But that is all seven of our queens. And we'll be back in a very short second to talk talent. If you want more glittery goodness, then I have just the space for you. If you want hot takes from Drag Race, if you want a monthly film club and a monthly music podcast, then you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash glitterball where you can get all of that and even some behind the scenes insight to how we create the glittery goodness for less than a cup of coffee each month. And if you support the glittery journey in this method, you are literally helping us grow this content to be even bigger, bolder, and more obnoxious for your ear holes. And for that, we would love you for eternity. So please, if you can, head over to patreon.com and scoop up even more goodness. Go on. You know you want to. All right, loves, we are back, and I hope your engines are revved and ready because we are talking Talent Time, the remix. And our first queen on the talent scene is is Georges. And Georges is performing a lip sync to Dua Lipa. Uh, look, okay, in all honesty, I don't remember what the Dua Lipa song is. Uh, but look, to Dua Lipa, 
Look, this was a pretty good lip sync. It took a little while to get somewhere, which was a little unfortunate in my opinion. And if I were her, I almost would have saved her entrance look as her performance look, because I think this performance look was kind of eh. And it, I think it would have been more impactful if she was wearing something a little more impactful. That's, that's just my viewpoint. But look, good lip sync. She's a great performer. And I think if she has to lip sync at any point in this competition, the Queen's better be a little bit worried. And continuing the lip sync train... Oh, sorry, I mean talent train, is Jasmine Kennedy. Look, this was a pretty competent lip sync as well. She's definitely very flexible highly maneuverable I make her sound like she's a mop mind you with that hair she could be um <laughs> I just I look I'm not overly wowed by the lip syncs I know I said I missed the kind of lip sync palooza of last season's opening but for a talent show lip syncs I don't know kind of feel a bit out of place considering we will see you lip sync at some point and I think when it's a designated lip sync competition like last season for me that feels a bit more of a fair game whereas it feels a bit uh, uneven playing field I guess I don't know I hope I'm making sense there Um, but yeah competent lip sync great performer but I wasn't wowed. And I think I think that's actually a common theme with talent show the Rumix, unfortunately. And unfortunately, the lip syncs go from eh to oh dear god, someone make this train stop before it crashes into the mountain and burns and burns until there's nothing left. With Dia Betty. What was she thinking? It's awful! It's sorry for your ear holes. Um, but it's awful! I'm like, no! I get that you were probably trying to go for like a clown at a kid's birthday party, but if I was a kid at this birthday party, I'd be emotionally scarred for life! I. Oh no! I just. I don't know what she was trying to say and whatever it was. It definitely got lost in translation because this was not good. Not good at all. And I think it's all kind of uh, encapsulated by the moment where she lets go of the balloon and it just kind of squeaks. For me, that's this talent in a nutshell is just the of the balloon. Um, so let's keep the train moving to some highlights, shall we? Up next, and actually redeeming the talent show format, it's Lady Camden doing a ballet number. Now, I was wondering how this was going to go, because dance routines on Drag Race have a bit of a checkered history. Looking at you, Electroshock. But this was really fun and lighthearted. The music choice was fabulous, and it kind of... I think rather than letting the dance shine, it gave Lady Camden the perfect platform to let her personality and her humour shine. This is how you need to treat the talent show. It's less about the talent, and I would argue more about the personality, and that is exactly what Lady Camden did. And this makes me even more excited, and I'm going to try and not get my hopes up too much, but I'm very keen to see 
how she does the rest of this season because she has really blown me away this week. Unfortunately, unlike a that's what I call music CD, the hits don't keep coming because up next it's Deja Sky. And if Diabetti was a train crashing into a mountain, Deja was a plane crashing into a mountain because this just... This was terrible. And the thing is, she hyped it up in the walkthrough with Rue. And I know we haven't touched on the walkthroughs. That will be in the bonus clips because there's some juicy moments in there. And we can't have all the juice in the main episode. You're just going to have to go and listen. But... Deja hyped it up in the walkthrough with Rue and Rue was really excited. And then this kind of limp, wet biscuit of a cheer tutorial routine sort of limps out onto the runway. And I think it's even more of a letdown than Diabetes' lack of balloon animal making skills. I'm just like, huh? I I really don't understand how it went so wrong. She had all the material there for that to be quite funny. We've seen cheerleading on Drag Race be quite funny in the past, but this did not cut the mustard. And I'm like, no, not a good first impression. But let's keep the talent train chugging along. I promise you, it won't crash into a mountain. It does get better. But before it gets better, it gets a bit meh for metamorphosis. That was a terrible pun. But look, this talent, look, commendable for the actual talent that it is of playing the guitar, and she clearly can play an instrument. But my God, this was... You've been at a show for three hours and then they break out the guitar to slow things down. And that's not what you need on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race as your first introduction. Mm Mm-mm. No, no. I just... And, like, you didn't even show us playing the guitar with your tongue? Like, that could have made it interesting. But, like, oh, no, you just say that you were. What is this? Like a... (laughs) I don't know. I... I, I just, I don't know. So, I, look, it was fine, but I wasn't like, woo, yeah, let me see more. So, that's why Maddie Morphosis is still in Maddie Mehville, in my opinion. And now that we've successfully stopped Maddie from reaching second base with her guitar, or trying for third, it's time to move on to the last stop on our talent tour. It's Angeria, and I told you the train wouldn't implode because... This is easily the best talent of this entire bunch. And Yuria was saved to last and she was like, damn right, the best is going to be saved to last. And she just came in here and went, I'm going to be one to watch. And I was living from the reveal to the smoke to the, the super catchy chorus. This was the way to make a killer first impression in this talent show format. We saw it last week with Cornbread. If you do an original song right, you can pack so much of your personality into it. And that's exactly what Angie did here. This was delightful to watch. I 
really, really, really want this to be on iTunes as soon as possible. But as I said in the hot take, hopefully we'll get them by season's end. But this was an absolutely killer way to finish Talent the Rumex and thank God she saved us after some very questionable talent performances. And right after this break, we'll get to the runway. It's time for another quick fire runway round, starting with Georges and this purple number. This is really cute. I really like it. I would have preferred if it was a full, like, proper dress rather than the two-piece um, tearaway number. I don't think the tearaway actually added anything to this look. So I'm a bit like, ugh. But I like the look overall. I just wish it was, like, a full-fitted gown instead. Up next was Deja Sky, looking like she'd robbed a home decor store and turned the curtain section into her outfit. Look, all joking aside, I I don't mind this, but there are some details I would have changed if it were me. Like, I would not have made the bottom of the dress match the coat and the headpiece. I would have let the headpiece stand out on its own and made the dress all the black lace. But it's a nice, it's a serviceable look. I'm not raving about it, but it's not terrible and it's not the worst on this runway. We'll get to that in a minute. Jasmine Kennedy was next serving her best cut-priced golden Grecian goddess. Look, shade aside, th- look, this is a reasonable look. Her breastplate looks fabulous. Her makeup kind of ages her, I think might be shade but I think it's just a fact but look she looks lovely um I'm just not really super wowed I think I preferred her performance outfit over what she said down the runway but it's fine it's nice um but unfortunately next up is Maddie Morphosis now we are gonna have to take a second here because we have some stuff to unpack now look When I first saw this look come down the runway, I was like, oh my God, I love it. It's fabulous. Oh, wow, wow, wow. And look, it's a great look, but there is a bigger issue to discuss here because there has been some real-life drama embroiled in this headless couture look. Now, just a quick disclaimer. Before I get into this, all of this is alleged because Maddie has not actually said anything yet, and I'm wondering whether they will, but allegedly this look uh, was stolen in terms of inspiration from another queen, and I think what is worse is allegedly when confronted about this, Maddie uh, was rude and threatening and proceeded to get their friends to pile in on this other queen and it's a little disappointing and I'm hoping that Maddie steps forward to air their side of this story because otherwise this is not a great look Um, and it's just disappointing because this look itself is gorgeous and it's very different for RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's kind of sad to see this drama overshadow what's a great look. 
But before we move on, I have one more bone to pick with Metamorphosis, and that is flats? Flats? On the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race? What are you doing? What are you doing? Flats? Yes, it is almost as bad as H&M. I just... Uh, RuPaul goes off on a tangent about H&M, but they let the flats slide, and allegedly on Twitter, Maddie said that Michelle liked the flats. So I'm like, what's the deal, Michelle? But in fairness to Miss Metamorphosis, um, this look really did save a very meh talent. And finally on the runway, just looking absolutely immaculate and adorable and just incredible, is Angeria in a very, very pageant outfit and she looks just stunning. Every detail looks like it's been thoroughly thought through and it was an incredible, incredible first look for the runway. So just a very strong look to conclude a very strong week for her on Drag Race. But we have reached that point of the episode where it's time to send a queen a packing and Deja Sky and Diabetti were the unfortunate twosome that found themselves having to lip-sync for their life to an Alicia Keys song, falling, no less, in front of Alicia Keys herself. And in a case of last in, first out, Diabetti was told to sashay away. And with that, we have 12 queens remaining. My goodness, what a strong week of Drag Race. I, I'm i going to be very, very curious to see how this competition continues to heat up. And next week we have a twist. I haven't seen the spoilers, so I don't know what it is, although it is apparently something to do with the chocolate bar that keeps getting mentioned. But we will find out next week. And thus, my friends, we have reached the end of another recap episode of Drag Race Time Machine, currently covering Drag Race Season 14 of the US franchise. Thank you for being my intrepid drag adventurers again this week. It's a joy to cover this with you, and I hope you're enjoying the recaps as much as I am delivering them to you. If you have loved this episode, please go ahead and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast on and share it with a friend because we all know that drag is better when it's shared, right? But that is all I have for you this week. So until next week, look after yourselves. Love and light. I will speak to you soon. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O dot com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.